Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Culture Encounters Podcast Road Trip Edition. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we have had an episode. Uh, I have been on vacation, slash, uh, we had a Culture Encounters event this past uh, two weeks, so my time has been spent there. But I am back, and um, we are talking about the Empire State, talking about New York. Uh, this is probably one of multiple New York episodes we're going to do because New York is such a, a vast state with so many different, um, cultures, so many different areas that have their own stories to tell. Uh, but we'll get started with some state facts before we get started. Uh, so we've got our state animal is the beaver. Our state beverage is milk. Our state bird is the Eastern bluebird, which I'm seeing a photo of is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, state bush is the lilac. Albany is our state capital. Uh, trout, it, they have two state fish. Uh, brook trout is the freshwater state fish. And striped bass is the saltwater uh, striped, uh, or is the uh, saltwater state fish. Uh, state fruit is the apple. State flower is the rose. Uh, state motto is excelsior. Um, I wonder if that's where Stan Lee got it. If anybody knows, please let me know because you know Stan Lee's catchphrase Marvel Comics is Excelsior. I wonder if he got that from that. Um, and let's see if I can find the state. Uh, the state snack is yogurt, apparently. Um, so today we are primarily going to be focusing on Long Island, New York. Uh, uh, my guest is actually my stepdad, Bob Catton. Uh, he grew up and was born in uh, the Long Island area. So uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Mr. Bob Cotton. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hey, Chad, how are things today? Good. They're good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being here today. Uh, Glad to be here. So let's go ahead and start with just talking about um, your history with New York. So... Uh, where did you live? How long did you live there? And what was growing up there like? I lived in a town on the south shore of Long Island called Baldwin. Baldwin uh, was basically a um, a commuter town to New York City. Long Island was um, populated heavily after the war. There were a lot of track homes built out on Long Island in the farms. There were a lot of farms on Long Island in the earlier days. I was born in 1954, uh, grew up on Long Island, uh, lived there till I was mm, about 30, maybe 31. And when I moved to Richmond, Virginia. So I grew up and enjoyed my whole childhood on Long Island. Awesome. Um, so you, you mentioned the, the track homes that were, were built and it was kind of in transit to the city. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking my timeline, this would have been around the time of like Levittown and, and Pennsylvania, right? Of like, you know, the suburbs really starting to become a thing, right? So right. was that was that something like that trend of, of people wanting to, you know, leave the city? Uh, did that hit New York as well? Or was it just like, oh, well, this might be a place, maybe I'll work in the city, but I want to live elsewhere. Well, Levittown was on Long Island. Oh, was it? I don't know why I thought it was yeah. in Pennsylvania. The Levitt homes were built on Long Island. They were built primarily in the Merrick, Wontaw, Levittown area. Okay. And from there, a lot of other builders took off. But they were track homes. I know my dad bought his first home 
in Baldwin, uh, the house I grew up in, in 1953. Mm -hmm. And he paid like $3,000 for the house. Oh, wow. Imagine that now. That's yeah. that's that's barely more than my <laughs> monthly rent in my house. Exactly. Uh, inflation is real. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's uh, that's I'm glad, you know, y'all were able to, you know, start a life there and everything. Right. Uh, so what um, what are some misconceptions you think people have about New York in general? I would imagine like, you know, when I think New York, I I'm guilty of it not being from there. I my mind immediately goes to Manhattan and the things that you hear about Manhattan. How As does everybody right? <laughs> so, how is Long Island different? What is the it, it you know at least as of when you were living there or whenever you visit? Because I know you still have family there. Uh, what is the the culture of Long Island like? Um, you know, um, it, does Long Island have its own distinct flavor of culture uh, around it? Long Island had a very diverse culture, as did Manhattan, with a lot of immigrants uh, moving to. Uh, New York over the term when immigrants were accepted through Ellis Island and, and they came right. into New York and then migrated uh, east and then further parts west and what have you. Uh, so Long Island had a very diverse culture between uh, the Italians, the Jews, the Greeks. Uh, there was every culture you can imagine came out of New York to live on Long Island. It was more uh, affordable and it was a, a, a simpler lifestyle than living in the suburban New York City area. Now, I know in was there a essential was there a sense of assimilation, assimilation or integration within the, you know, a wider um, Long Island culture versus uh, like if you go to Manhattan, you'll have pockets of like districts that like, you know, this is the Italian district. This is the Chinese. Uh, district, yeah. Yeah. In uh, town, uh, yeah, you've got the Greeks, you, you, you know, you've got to, they all have their own little areas, so to speak. And that right. still remains true today, as far as I know. Um, on Long Island, I think you had some of that. I don't think right. it was as prevalent as it was in the city because people tend to disperse amongst uh, different communities and uh, different areas of Long Island. Right, right. Okay, so less less compartmentalized and more widespread, and that's that's awesome. Um, so you know, you uh, in your career work with you know different cultures literally all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think growing up in Long Island helped you kind of shape you in that way of like, okay, this person's got a different you know cultural mm -hmm. experience than me. This person's got a different life experience than I do. Uh, you know knowing you, you're very open to that. Uh, and you love learning about people. So, uh, what, um, do you think growing up in New York or growing up in Long Island helped you kind of understand that, you know, there's more than just, you know, one culture out there, more than just one group of people out there? Absolutely. Uh, growing up where I did, I was exposed to many cultures. And, uh, again, my formative years were like in the sixties, and 60s were an interesting time. I don't care where you were in the United right. States. It was a very right. interesting time. So, um, Oh, yeah. We got to tell your Woodstock story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah. But, you know, my father was a police officer on Long Island, New York. Okay. And he, he put in 31, 33, I think 33 years on the police force. And he 
graduated through the police force and became uh, probably about five ranks from the top, which is commissioner, which is an appointed position. But he was a full inspector on Long Island. Now, being that, he also, the town we lived in Baldwin was right next to a very heavily populated Minari area called Roosevelt. And my dad was the community liaison officer during the 60s. My dad always helped deliver a message of tolerance and acceptance. So that helped uh, back in those days. Um, One of the other things that really drove a lot of people in New York was the Greek delis, the Greek restaurants, the Greek diners. Uh, There's nothing like a 24-hour Greek diner on Long Island that after you're done out with your buddies all night having a good time, you go to a Greek diner, you have a good meal at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I mean, but they were all over the place and they were fantastic. Um, Italian restaurants were numerous. Uh, You know, everybody's heard about New York pizza, and it's true. It is the best. Uh, A man from New York would say that. (laughs) Right, right, right. And the same with bagels. You know, bagels was was a thing on Long Island, and Today, even where I live now, down in South Carolina, people from New York say, I still get my bagels up in New York. They, they send them down to me or make a trip up. or you know, It's yeah. a cultural thing that you grew up with, and it's very strong. It's something in the water, right? Uh, it's about uh, the that's, water. It's yeah, about that's what water we and how it's used and how they bake. And, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had bagels from – that's not true. There's a restaurant in um, – uh, in Virginia, uh, where I live, uh, called Cupertino's shout out to Cupertino's. Uh, they, uh, I believe they, they actually bring their water down from New York. Uh, they were from New York. That family yeah. is a New York Italian family. Yeah. Yeah. It, it best bagels in Richmond. I'll say it, Absolutely. uh, that, that I've ever had, uh, and the New York pizza, like, you know, you'll get, uh, and I'm glad we're having this transition now because we were inevitably going to get to food because that's the best <laughs> way to, to to talk about any culture uh, is, you know, that uh, like, you know, you'll get New York pizza has become like a brand in itself. Like, you know, like Pizza Hut has New York pizza in quotes, but like, you know, it's like there's a lack of authenticity there uh, going to New York and eating pizza and Manhattan. Um, so good. So good. Uh, so good. And, they, and people there know whether you're from New York or not by how you eat that pizza. Oh. You take that triangle and you fold it over and you eat from yeah. the back. And a lot of uh, people don't eat their pizza that way, but that's how you do New York pizza. It's not Chicago pizza where it's deep dish. It's New yeah. York crust pizza, and that's what you do. Uh, I also, uh, you know, in my travels to New York, the other amazing food that I've had there is cheesecake. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we went to this place in Times Square about 10 years ago now, and I swear the cheesecakes were like the size, like the slices of cheesecake were like a meal in themselves. They were so big. Uh, it was just huge, but, uh, just in general, so much food, uh, was good there. Um, what is the, um, so let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the different, um, you know, regionalisms of New York. Um, and I'm sure we'll come back to food. But yeah. the different regionalisms of New York versus where you're at now in South Carolina or, you know, growing living <laughs> in Virginia for a long time. Uh, so, uh, for example, what do you call uh, what do you call a carbonated soft drink? What is that called in New York? Soda. 
soda. Okay, so that's the same in, in Virginia. Much. Yeah, it's not pop like you're out in you know Ohio or whatever. yeah, Ohio. Oh, it's so I they Tristan, my girlfriend, uh, fiance, uh, laughs at me uh, because whenever anybody says pop, I just get this big smile on my face, and it's like <laughs> this really cool like thing to me. Uh, what, that, you know. what about when you're having a big thick sandwich? Is that a hoagie or a hero? To me, that's a sub. See, in New York, it's a hero. Yeah, it's out, a hero. Out west, it's a hoagie. Yeah. Right. Is and it a hero? Britain, it's a sub. Yeah. Uh, hero, what about a hero? Is a is a slice of the meat off the off the spit? The way they cook it, you know, the Greeks cook on the spit where where it rotates and they just slice it off as they need it. What do you call your uh, What do you call your mother's sister? My mother's aunt. Aunt. Okay. Yeah. Aunt. It, my family it was always aunt, but occasionally it'll be aunt. Well, uh, depending on whether you talk real Longanese, uh-huh. Longanese, aunt. My aunt said. My aunt told me what to do. You yeah, got that nasally. That New Yorkers. New Yorkers talk slightly different. Depends on what part of New York you grow up in, right? Right. And, when when your giants are playing and that's right. and, and they're not doing well, that's when the the Long Island comes out. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere my mother is is nodding her head ferociously. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when my mom is a Cowboys fan, my uh, stepdad is a Giants fan. So so my mom and Bob are uh, constantly. Uh, football season's a really fun time around the house. Absolutely. First game of the season this year, Giants yeah. and Cowboys. So. Yeah. We'll see how the um, season's going to go then. There you go. You guys have high hopes this year? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. My my uh, my Atlanta baseball team is crushing it right now. They we're, are indeed. We're, we're about to go see a game. Actually, me, Bob, and my mom are going to Atlanta. So if anybody has any suggestions for fun things to do in Atlanta, please please put them in the comments because we're going to be there in a couple weeks. So, right. um, Yeah. So uh, how do you say if you're trying to talk to a group of people, what do you call them? If you see like a group of people and you say, hey, come here. Hey, you guys, come here. It's you guys in, in you Long guys. Island? It's yeah. not you. It's not use guys. Depends on whether you're using the dialect or not. Use guys. You guys are doing that. I'm going to do this. Got you. Okay. Yeah. It depends Whereas, on like, how strong your dialect is and how how New York. If you're in Brooklyn, it yeah. use guys. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of a Brooklyn thing than a Long Island. Thing. Yeah. Brooklyn, Queens. You know, just east of the city, you mm-hmm. go into the uh, the borough of Queens and Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and then you start to move into the towns of Long Island. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the speed and energy. Uh, you know, they call New York City the the city that never sleeps. Uh, it, you know, it goes very everything goes incredibly quickly. Um, you know, uh, and, and you know because people are seems like they're always on the move. Uh, there, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. There's always going to be you know so many people go, coming and going, and and you know life doesn't really stop. The speed in Long Island. Um, what is that like? Is is it more laid back than the city? How is it compared to, say, you know, where you lived in the suburbs of Richmond? Uh, well, like I said, I moved from Long Island to Richmond in 1983, uh, and that was a tremendous culture shock. Yeah, talk um, a little bit about that. What, what was that like for you to move move to Virginia from, from Long Island? Well, Long Island, uh, you know, when I grew up, again, everybody that lived on Long Island came from the city. So they had that same pace. Right. And Long Island grew, grew so rapidly and expanded so quickly from town to town to the shopping centers to everything that it was, again, extremely 
close to the Manhattan pace, but slower in a lot of ways. Uh, moving from, again, I moved with my company from New York. We relocated to Richmond. And I was a, one of the team of eight people that moved from the company. And we started the company development from there. And to hire people and to get the work ethic and the work speed that we had in New York was virtually impossible. Really? People just did not move at the same pace. The construction crews did not move at the same pace. Everything was behind, and it was okay, according to them. To us, <laughs> we wanted it done. We wanted it done then. We, we got trucks coming. We got to move things. You guys got to unload. You got to get it here. You got to do it. And it was difficult to get the cooperation that we desired. Uh, but over time, it kind of melded together. You know, uh, we right. learned to accept their speed. They learned to accept our urgency, and everything worked out. What was uh, um, what was that like as far as, uh, you know, you had that obviously that work ethic instilled in you and to knowing you as well as I do to this day, you still have a ridiculously strong work ethic. Um, so what do you think that your time in New York in Long Island, like that, those formative years there, do you think that that kind of shaped that for you? I think most definitely did. And I think my first job helped form a lot of that as well, which was working at McDonald's. Yep. Mine too. Uh, we opened, we opened a brand new store in the town that I grew up in and I was on the original crew and the manager of that store instilled in us the work ethic that was the McDonald's way. Good shout out to all all food service workers now. Um, and of any time, you know, as working in McDonald's those first couple of years, uh, man, even just, you know, anybody that handles your food, respect them, uh, is, is my, my message to the world. Because we... I had a lot of interesting people, like, you know, that I would talk to. Uh, it was... When I worked at McDonald's, we were right off the interstate. So I would see, I would meet people from all over the country. Just, right. you know, they would stop, go to the bathroom. Uh, they would, you know, order a burger and then go. Uh, and just, you know, it, it would be interesting to most people. I would, I would say most people are very friendly and very kind. Uh, but the people who aren't are really unfriendly and just like, you know, uh, it's one of those things too, where uh, I, I part of me is like, oh, I don't want anyone to have to work at McDonald's, but at the same time, everybody eats it, so it's important right. in a way. So, uh, you know, respect people that work there uh, to to the universe. Uh, so, well, I gotta know, uh, what was your first time? Do you remember, like, because I hear stories all the time about people, like, they go to a restaurant in Virginia or the South, and they get asked, "You order like a tea." And they ask, sweet or unsweet? Were you like, what? what yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we didn't understand what sweet tea was. Uh, <laughs> right. It just was not. It wasn't a thing in New York. Basically, you got your tea. And if you wanted sweet, you put your own sugar in. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, if you wanted uh, uh, sweet and low or Splenda, you put that in. But, you know, you didn't get it out of the dispenser as sweet tea or unsweet tea. Uh, in, so do you remember ordering pizza in Virginia and being like, um, what, what, this isn't pizza? Well, it, 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 again, uh, the types of cheeses used, the type of sausage used, the kind of, uh, right. crust, New York crust is legendary. Yeah, it uh, is. It's, oh, it's, all, so good. it's just made differently in New York, you know, and yeah. even though guys move down South and they're from New York and they make pizza, it's still not the same. 
I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Now, I, like I, bagels, you know, the, the the water in the bagel makes the bagel. The whatever it is in the dough for the pizza makes the pizza too. Yeah. Do a um a series here called Eat Talk Right, uh, where um teenagers are taught uh and kids as well are, are kind of taught through our friend Alex um sensory writing and you know being like a food critic uh and food really it just is such a gateway into different cultural experiences and also memories as well like food is such an important thing Absolutely. and the ability and the ability to like talk about it mm-hmm. in like so many different cultures um shout out to Ama she is very uh gracious about sharing her culture of Ghana through her food Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know if you've ever had food from God. It's some of the best food you'll ever eat in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Uh, their, their, their jalap rice is the best jalap rice in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and no, she doesn't pay me to say that. <laughs> um, but it really is some of the best food you'll ever have in your life. But uh, a way of saying, like, in so many different cultures, a way of saying, come here come work with like, you know, come, come be a part of my family, come be a friend or whatever is to share food. Right. And come, let me, you know, see a little bit of who we are as a people. Um, And I think in New York as well, um, I think that uh, it's really important to, to note that, uh, that, that too, right. You know, the, the food in, in New York, whether it's the city or Long Island, I think says so much about the history, the rich history there, and just the amount of pride that even just like talking to you now, you know, you've been a Virginian for a, a long time and now a South Carolinian, but just the amount of pride you have in, in talking about that food says a lot about that culture. Well, food food is culture. Yeah. Food is a strong part of every culture and people that have a strong background in their culture have a strong commitment to their food, their heritage. Mm-hmm. And that comes through when they cook for you from their heritage. And I've, you know, we talk in kind of that, that heritage talks about that pride, that New York pride that I think comes from having multiple cultures. Uh, we are about to come to a close. Um, let's go ahead and leave with the Woodstock story. Uh, <laughs> so, cause I love this story. So for those of you that don't know, Woodstock was uh, a musical festival and, They've done it several times, but it was in New York. The first one in 1969, probably the most famous music festival ever. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience with Woodstock. Well, in uh, just a little background to that, uh, my family won the lottery in 1967. Not like today's lotteries, I can tell you that. We were a family that won uh, either 5000 or 50000 And it so happened, out of the 50 people that won, we were a $5,000 family, but my father immediately decided to buy a nine passenger station wagon and a pop-up camper. So the first trip that we took in 69 was to upstate New York, not realizing that we we're passing right through Woodstock as it was letting out. And we saw all the mud covered peace loving hippies that you ever want to see <laughs> people riding in Volkswagen buses on the top of the buses, hanging out the windows. It was something like you'd never see at any time, anywhere else. Woodstock was a culture changer for music in the, in, in the world, in the world. They had artists from Britain, from Ireland, uh, from all over the USA. I'm not sure about anywhere else. I'm sure there were, but it was yeah. unlike anything else. It was it was a, a real time. It really set the the tone. 
Did y'all get to go like see any of the performers or did you hear any? No, of we, no, Chad, we just caught them as it was leaving. Oh, that's right. But it was, uh, it was really interesting to see. It took us probably two hours to get past that point and just throngs and throngs of people leaving Woodstock, uh, you know, Asker's farm was, was where it all took place. And right. it was, uh, certainly a phenomenon. Well, I, I believe that for sure. Well, uh, thank you so much, Bob, for your time today while we went long. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so thank you so much for your time today, Bob. Uh, we'll be back another time. We've got some great episodes coming up. We've got an episode on Minnesota, uh, coming up. I'm very excited about, and we've got our first of probably multiple Virginia episodes coming up. Uh, Let me so- take one last comment, Chad, if you'll allow it. Absolutely. Long Island, Long Island is a, is, is a 110 mile long Island and it's beaches on both shores, North and South shore. It is 50 miles, 30 miles from Manhattan. But once you leave Manhattan and go west, you've got four, five, 600 miles of New York still. And it is a beautiful, beautiful place. All right. Yep. So that there's your sales pitch. Next time you go to New York, go to Long Island. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, Chad. Thank you.